Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 650th annual Volunteer Combine here at Clarkston, Kensington, where volunteers will be tested with their skill, their will, their intestinal fortitude. Let's bring a few people up to the stage with me today. First of all, Nick Schiestel will be a team captain. Give, me, give it a hand for Nick Schiestel. Played football at UCLA before he was kicked off for insubordination. Stand over here, please. Uh, second, let's invite Ryan Olet to the stage. He is not an athlete, but he did play guard at Van Hoosen Middle School in Rochester Hills. Give it up for Ryan Olet. Lastly, bring up to the stage Mark Nelson. Also not an athlete, but he did go to Lapeer West and graduated in 1921. Mark Nelson, take it away. Hey, we thought it'd be a little bit fun to have a game, get things going. You good for that? All right, so give it up to Levi and Ezra Moore. Come on up, guys. You're going to be part of this thing. We asked them if they'd volunteer. So here's the deal. We got a little combine action. This is how it's going to go down. We're going to throw the football. Okay, who's on your team? This guy. Okay, right here. You got Ezra? Okay, so this is Team Olet over here. <clears throat> so what we're going to do is from this line... Each person is going to throw through the hoop that Hayden's holding. You've got to get three footballs through. After you do that, then you do the run around the cones, all the way around, back and forth, through that one, all the way back to here. I mean, we know you guys can play football, but can you change a diaper on a baby? I'm not sure. We'll find out. That's your last thing. You've got to put a diaper on the baby doll, come back, touch the cone, and then hand it off to your teammate, and they do the same thing. First one to get through gets an amazing gift card right here. Okay, so here we go. You guys ready? On your mark. Get set. Go. They're not athletes, one, folks. They're not athletes. Oh, two, one, two, two. Little known oh, fact, Ryan Olette trains with the elderly <laughs> in the offseason. I think somebody cheated. I don't even think three went through the hoop. Nick Schiestel, don't fall off the stage. Don't blow a hammy. It's oh, going to be close. It's been a while. Don't get the brown stuff under your fingernails, Come on, guys, man. Get over here. Not under Come your on, fingernails. Smell your hands. Smell your hands. Okay, Nick Schiestel, team, go. Levi, you're up. Shoot. Let's go, go, boys. Through the hoop. That's off. That's way off. Way off. Brotherly love. I like it. That's even further off. Come on, man. Through the hoop. Not over. There one. you go. There you go. Throw it at Olet's face. Throw it at Olet's face. He needs a good one in the face. Ezra, one more. There That's you it, go. Baby, Perfect. Go. Perfect. Come on, Levi, catch up. Through. Nice, go. nice, nice. Go. All the way around the cone. All the way around the cone. <laughs> they don't know what to do. This coaching stinks. Hey, nice job, guys. Nice job. Grab this baby. Change your diaper. You have no idea what you're doing. You'll find out soon enough. You gotta, you gotta okay, tape it down. That's and not how you hold the baby. Don't hold the baby that way. All right. <laughs> Good Lord. Round of right applause. Here. Round of applause, folks. All right, here we go, Ezra. Here's your, Toss here's the baby. Thing. All right, good job, dudes. Way to go. You guys fight all the time when you play stuff at home? Yeah. You going to watch a game today? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, all right. Give a big hand to you guys. All right. <clears throat> Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, listen, we're so glad you're here, and uh, today we're going to be talking about team, you know, go figure with a super, hey, what's going on? Give me that ball. Anybody else want it? Some kid, you want it right here. There you go. <laughs> All right. So we're going to be, we're going to, this is going on forever, isn't it? I get it. 
So we're talking about team, and you got a card when you came in, and it's got a whole list of opportunities for you to be on Team Kensington. We're going to be talking about that throughout the day, so just note that that's there. Uh, one other way to get involved, other than signing that card and handing it to an usher on your way out, which I'm hoping a lot of you may do, uh, you can go to our Kensington app and sign up there as well. So just be thinking about that as we go through our day, okay? Secondly, if you're in the age group 18 to 29... Uh, we have an amazing group at Kensington's called 1829. Get that? You see what I did there? And uh, basically, we're going to be starting to meet every week on Thursday nights at our Troy campus at 7 o'clock. Okay? Thursday nights, 7 o'clock, Troy campus, 18 to 29. We'd love to have you be there. Um, if you want to talk to somebody that's part of that, uh, Davey, who was just singing the opener, is going to be at our starting point table in the lobby. You can grab him, talk to him, and see what that's all about. Okay? Hey, listen, do me a favor. Let's stand up, and here's what I need you to do. Everybody stand up, and I want you to say hi to people, but mostly, listen, scoot toward the middle of your section so the empty seats are on the aisles. Can you do that for the people that are still coming in? All right, here we go. <clears throat> Beginning of the first quarter. getting around today at all. We got a, how how many quarters, I I asked this last service, how many quarters in a football game? Thank you. Somebody yelled out three. So, and there is going to be, I think there's going to be a clock right there. It's going to go for eight minutes. This one already started. So we're on a clock. Some of you from last service said you should put Jeremiah and Mark uh, on a clock every service and every weekend. So thank you for uh, those comments, but whatever. So Hey, now we are going to today, we're going to kind of break down and say, what does it look like to be part of a team? And not just what does it look like to be part of a team, but what does it look like to be part of a great team? See, good teams, they don't make it to the Super Bowl, but great teams, they make it, baby. They get to the Super Bowl, right? And we're saying, what if we took today the word team and we broke it, T-E-A-M, over each quarter, like in a football game, and talked about what they could represent? What we think, what we believe, what we really try to adhere ourselves and follow around this place of the making of a great team. So first off is the letter what? T. Thank you. You guys are sharp, man. Sharper than the first letter. So T, we're saying, stands for trust. We're saying it's going to stand for trust. We know that relationships got to be built on what? Trust. Man, a good organization, we have good employees, got to be built on what? Trust. And a great team has got to be built on trust. We just, we're convinced of that. You got to be able to trust one another with what you're doing, with what's going on, with what's happening, right? And everybody's got to do their role and position. So, but trust is not always an easy thing to come by. So, in fact, let me ask you a question. Uh, In here, how many would say, by raising your hands, that your spouse, you trust them to be the better driver in the relationship? You trust them to be the better driver? Fellas, this is your opportunity for brownie points. Raise your hand. <laughs> I'm coaching you, giving you marriage ministry at the same time, right? Well, in my relationship, I would say that Maria is probably the better driver. And you say, why is that? Well, because she is. Just a couple months ago, we were pulling out and uh, we had to turn our lease in of our traverse. And it was like, I think a month out, turn our lease in. And I got in a hurry. You guys ever do that in the morning? You get in a hurry and you're like, where are my keys? Where's this? Where's your glasses? They're on your forehead kind of deal, right? You're hustling, looking around. And I jump out in the car, throw it in reverse, floor it. And within half a second, boom, right? And you, you hear it's that noise, that crunch noise. I'm like, oh gosh, man, what was that? And I look around and it was Maria's car. 
And I said, why did she park there? Can, I can't believe she just did this, you know? And I walked in. We almost got in an argument about that. And I'm like, I hit your car, not you did that, you know? And so my parents knew somebody named Skip over at Color Touch in Pontiac. It was a guy my dad worked with at General Motors for years. I said, take it down to Skip, and he'll fix it, and we'll help you out. I'm like, okay. And so I, I take it to Skip, and Skip goes, man, can't really trust you in the driveway, can we, let alone the roads? I'm like, Skip, can you fix it, buddy? You know? And uh, so he's kind of, he works in the car. I kid you not, like a month later, my mom comes over and every Thursday to watch Isaac, our four-year-old, okay? And Maria's a nurse. She goes to work. I take off to work. And uh, I, same thing. I'm getting in the car of her two older boys. Caleb, get in the car, you know, buckle up. And I'm, I, I get no in. We're all in there. I throw it in reverse, floor it backwards. Boom. Hit it again. Hit my mom's car. Oh, my gosh. My dad's like, son, you got to go see Skip. So I go to see Skip, and he's like, golly, we can't trust you with the driver's license, can we, son? I'm like, Skip, can you just fix the car? Trust is a big deal. It just is. Uh, in fact, I've got to pick up. Anybody ever done this like telemed where you actually see the doctor like kind of over a FaceTime event? Have you ever done this? I've, I've got a pick right here. That's me saying, ah, like when you normally do that in office, you can do that on FaceTime kind of with doctors. I'm not kidding. This isn't a joke. And he said, yeah, you got a sinus infection based on your symptoms and your throat and all this kind of stuff. And I, I got the antibiotics and it was great, right? But trust when it's broken you know how valuable it is. Say, what do you mean? Break your trust with your spouse. Break your trust. I, I, I think this all the time. I don't have it with me. It's over on the bench. My, my cell phone, pull it out. Maria can check it whenever she wants. Ladies, how would you feel if you said, can I look through your phone to your husband? And he said, no, not good. Wouldn't be a good afternoon, good day. Trust. Think about trust we have even in the medical profession and doctors. Stop and think for a minute. And I say this with humility, but even at Michigan State University right now and trust that people had in a doctor. Trust and it was broken. Trust is a big deal. Teams must be built on trust. And so I looked at the Apostle Paul and he says this. He says to Timothy, you have heard me teach these things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other, watch, trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. What kind of people? Untrustworthy people you can't like trust as far as you can throw them. No, 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 no. Paul says if we're going to make the mission go forward, if we're going to be part of a great team in the church, it's got to be trustworthy people. Well, how do we trust people? There are many characteristics of trustworthy people, but here's just one. Humility. Humility is a big deal. It's when somebody says, it's not about me, it's about us. It's not about me, it's about everybody else. It's not about me, it's about the we, it's about the team. Phil Jackson says this quote right here, and I want to show you. He says, good teams, which remember, we want to be a great team. Good teams become great teams when the members trust each other enough to surrender the me for the we. The me for the we. It's when they actually say, it's not about me, it's about we. It's not about just what I want. So we say there's no I in what? Team. It's all of us, right? We have to trust each other in relationships, in community, at work, between like a father and a son, between a wife and a husband, a daughter and a mother, like, right? And like relationship with students, you want to build it on trust. Got to be built on trust. Did you know what's so amazing about Tom Brady? A lot of people say we can trust him. He's an incredible quarterback. In fact, Probably in the top five all-time greatest quarterbacks in football history, for sure, right? Whether you like them, don't like them, it'd be hard to disagree with that statement. It's probably a trustworthy statement. Did you know that when he started, it wasn't like that 18 years ago, that when he got drafted, it was quite a bit different. 
In fact, he didn't go first round, second round, third round, fourth round at all, or even fifth round. In fact, he was passed over by the Browns, by the Raiders, by the Jets. Do you know what round he went? Sixth round. This quarterback that's getting ready to make his eighth Super Bowl right appearance, this quarterback that if he wins today could be one of the all-time most winningest quarterbacks in the NFL when it comes to Super Bowls. If he wins, it'll be number six today, by the way. That guy, humble, and he was like, you know what? It's okay. I'll go sixth round. I'll play my part. I'll do that. It's no big deal because he was convinced about something, that it wasn't about me. It was about the we. He says it to his team all the time. Play your role. Do your part, man. Together we can do this. He's building a team on trust, saying trust. There was an addict that was part of a ministry I came from, and nobody trusted him to help out. They reduced him to only setting up chairs and setting up like things like that and wiping off tables. And they said, we can't really trust this guy to lead a group. We can't trust him with too much responsibility. We can't really trust him because of his past. We can't do that. And he was an incredible guy. He'd come and he'd wipe tables down. He'd, man, he'd, he'd set things up. And he was super humble, super amazing guy. And people were like, we don't know if we can trust him. And this guy had been sober for almost five years. And because of his past addictions, had heart issues, and he had passed away from a heart attack. And people, I thought of everything they said, we can't trust him. And he left a letter to the church. And it was to the River Church that I used to work for. It's like just a few miles up. He left $330,000 to the church. And he said, I trust that you guys will take good care of this. Trust. End of the first quarter. That's it. Don't get up. No sex for a year. Want to make it too? Beginning of the second quarter. I'm having a hard time getting over that video. <laughs> Callie, I've never done that, have I? <laughs> hey, listen, we just want you to know that in the next three weeks, we're going to be looking at the parenting uh, series. It's going to be a series for three weeks, just saying all these different phases, they're critical. It's just a phase, but they're so important. Don't miss it, right? So I want to invite you to come back to that um, uh, next week. So listen, I get the privilege of teaching the letter E, and it's everyone. And you know this, if, if there's ever a, a great team, right, they say that they really believe that everyone plays an important role. And I, I would say it even goes further than believe they play a great role. They actually do play a great role in great teams, right? And when the Apostle Paul looks at the church, he says it's no different than a team, a sports team, or a business, your company that you work for. He says very similar, and he writes it like this. Listen to this. Just as a body... Though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. 
And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason start, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, would there be the sense or where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. This is where it gets good. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. See, if there's going to be a great church, it's going to be where every single part of that body is functioning, and functioning exactly in its unique way that God created it to be. Take this card out. I mentioned it earlier, so just take it out and look at it real quick. This is a picture of the body. Just like hands, feet, legs, eyes, ears, what do we have? We've got breakaway leaders, set up people, tear down people, drummers, hospitality teams, small group leaders, speakers, everything. Guys doing lights, just like the body, the human body, to run this place requires that all types of people are a part of it. I want to give you some stats that I, I think are really interesting. Do you know it takes about 180 people on a Sunday like today to make this thing happen? And I'm not talking about small group leaders and all that. I'm just talking about people that are actually doing something today. All the people that came in, sat up in the snow, all the people that are taking care of crying babies down the hallway, feeding you hot dogs. I mean, all this stuff, 180 people. Okay, look at this. <clears throat> Average about 720 hours a week if we added it up. That's 2,880 hours a month, 34,560 hours a year. And if we put a price tag on that, if we just went minimum wage, which we're not going to start paying you guys, I just want you to let you know. Uh, if we started paying minimum wage, it'd be $6,408 a week or $333,216 a year of work that volunteers do in this place. This place happens because of you. This is not a Mark and Jeremiah show. Right? This is happening because of 180 people just on a weekend that jump in and take, take part of this. Um, I wanted to, to share with you uh, another illustration I gave when we first started the Clarkston campus. We got together and had some meetings developing our core team to try to become a great team. And I was saying, you know, it's interesting when you, and I was talking about football. I said, when you look at the fan base of a city, 3.8 million people in our tri-county area, roughly, okay? I don't know, this is the number I research probably can't get at, but I'll, let's just say for fun that 500,000 of those are Lions fans. In other words, they might have a jersey, they might watch it on TV, whatever. Out of those 3 point, I mean, only 500,000 are fans. Only 65,000 of those people actually go to Ford Field on a game day and fill that place up. 65,000 out of 3.8. Only 53 of those people are on the field playing. Only 53. And of those 53... Overuse of statistical information, 15-yard penalty. Seriously. 
Let me give you another number. There's like seven people called refs that they're the ones that get booed in the No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so here we go. Now, remember, we got 53 players. Only 22 of them actually start and play the majority of the game. Now, think about it. Out of 3.8 million people, only 22 get to play. That's in football. In the church, it's not like that. See, in the church, everybody is called to play. Everybody is a starter. Everybody is critical. Everybody's important. Every single person on this list, I cannot tell you. Callie and I have heard this because we were in music and stuff, and we were on stage a lot, and people say, well, you guys are so talented. And we go, no, what? You guys are so talented. You know, you guys are running businesses, right? Running families, doing amazing things with your life. There's certain things that Callie and I have gifts in, but your gifts are every bit as strong and stronger in so many ways. Do you understand that? That is so beautiful and so powerful. So as we go into the rest of this day, I do not want you to underestimate the power that God has put in you. When we think when we talk about our mission state and seeing everyone, we mean everyone. We mean everyone. And so I really am praying that a lot of you would say, you know what? I have been, I love church. I mean, a lot of you do. That's why you're here. Else you'd be skiing or something. But you love, and you love God, and you're trying to follow him, and you want to raise your kids in a way that's meaningful, right? But you've been caught as part of the 65,000, maybe for years. Our dream is that you would put on a jersey and find yourself on the field. And I got to tell you this, Dave Wilson and I talk, he's the chaplain for the Lions, right? He's like, seriously, football, what you would do, you put the jersey on the context of living life with Jesus to help people find what they were created to do in an amazing way. You want to talk about something that's really meaningful? Let me give you two names. Tell me if you know these guys. David Andrews, Joe Tooney. Nobody knows who they are. You know who they are? They're two offensive linemen for Tom Brady. And if those guys don't show up and put their uniform on and do their job that only they can do, Tom Brady doesn't have a chance. And they will never be known. Do you understand that? So I just want to say to you again, is it who? It's everyone. Everyone. I hope you hear that as a warm welcome from us to get on the field. We're done. Of the first half. Way to go, man. (laughs) Now, to continue, what we're going to do is we're going to ask the ushers to come down. We're going to have a little halftime show for us. Does that sound good? All right. And actually, this offering, seriously, you know what this is? This is people saying, I don't want to be in the seats and I'm going to play. And this is people playing. So I just want to thank you, so many of you, that have really said, I want to live open-handedly with what God's given me so others can be blessed. All right? All right. Enjoy. Come on, let's get a hands up. Here we go. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on All through my city, all through my home We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone And I got that sunshine in my pocket 
pocket Got that good soul in my feet Feel the hot blood in my body when it drops So phenomenally, and unlock the way we rock it. So don't stop. And under the lights, when everything goes, nowhere to hide when I'm getting you close. When you move, yeah, you already know. It's in the air, it's in my blood, it's rushing on I don't need no reason, I don't need control And I'm just in the air, in my zone I got that sunshine in my pocket Got that good soul in my feet I don't run above it, don't stop So phenomenally And unlock the way we rock it Don't stop And under the lights When everything goes Nowhere to hide When I'm getting you close When you move Yeah, you already know Just imagine Just imagine Nothing I can see but you When you dance, dance, dance Good, good creeping up on you Just dance, dance, dance Come on All those things I shouldn't do When you dance, dance, dance It ain't nobody leaving soon To keep dancing incredible song they just did don't you think man you guys some of you guys were into a man you guys were into a big time I saw you guys I saw you you know who you were hey <laughs> I know you're thinking the guy's got good dance moves so anyhow 
We are talking about we're talking about what makes a great team, and it's definitely not me dancing up here. It's it is T is for what? Are you with me? Trust. There we go. What is E for? Everyone. And what is A for? I haven't said it yet. Can you guess? Attitude. Attitude. Not a bad attitude, but like an all-in attitude. That's what we're looking for to have a great team today. When the Patriots and the Eagles. Man, they're going to be in the locker room. They're getting psyched up. They're getting excited. And when they get ready to take that field, they have an all-in attitude. In fact, I read an article that Tom Brady, a lot of people criticized him about this, that his all-in attitude was a little bit too much, that he actually already wrote his victory speech for the Super Bowl. And a lot of people said, that's cocky. That's really cocky. And somebody rebuttaled and said, no, it's not cocky. It's confident. He's confident because he has an all-in attitude. Like he is envisioning in his mind, all the way permeating down to his heart, to his actions as he gets ready to take the field. He's going to go all-in. He just is. And that's the attitude that he has. And for a great team to be just that great, you have to have an incredible attitude. You have got to be convinced you're on a winning team. You have a winning plan. You have winning players. You trust each other. You look to every person on your team. You say, you matter. Your, your, your role you play is so important. It matters. And our attitudes are one of saying that we're going to have victory. We're going to win. We're going to do this. We're not going to be defeated. We're going to take the field, and we're not going to take no for an answer. We're going to do this, right? That kind of attitude. Have you ever been on a team where somebody has the opposite of that? Like, no matter what the plan is, they're like, that's not going to work. Yeah, I, I don't think so. It's a, it's a just terrible, bad attitude. And you're like, we're going to try this new idea. Well, we ain't ever done that before. Well, I don't know if that'll work. You know what I mean? It's like, well, maybe it just will work if you try. I don't know why I'm using Southern accents all day. I, I have nothing against people in the South. I, it's just the only accent I think I can do. <laughs> God bless you if you're from the South. But if you have a bad attitude, it's going to hurt the team. One bad apple ruins the whole what? Bunch. And isn't it true? Like if our attitude is not a good attitude or a positive attitude or really one where we're all in, we say, man, we're not perfect and we're not, dude, we're around here, we're not perfect. We don't have it all together. But what we are saying is we want to be all in, imperfections and everything. We're going to lay it all on the table. And the Apostle Paul, who's been kind of our guide today, walking us through trust and walking us through the principle of everyone matters, he has a lot to say too on this whole idea of attitude. In fact, he says it in the book of Colossians. He says this, whatever you do, whatever you do, work at it with all, all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. He says, go all in, whatever you do. When you go to the grocery store, when you're raising your kids, when you show up at work, when you are, are in your relationships, like every single thing you do, when you go to school, guys, right? Like go all in. Going all in is something that you should do. Why? Because it makes a big difference. When I met Maria, and uh, she always cringes when I have a story to tell because she never knows what story I'm going to tell, right? <laughs> and so it's a good one, I swear. It's good about you and not great about me. But we had met and got married in nine months. It was one of those things where we saw each other and she saw me and she fell in love and it was like just love at first sight for her. And uh, I'm just kidding, by the way, ladies. You can slap me whenever you want. Love at first sight for me, for her. 
And uh, we were like, we didn't marry it. And so we went to this, it was like an open house slash graduation party thing they did together. And I wanted to go all in. And so I, I met her, her, your side, my mother-in-law's here. They have a huge side of the family, don't they, Rick? It's just big. And they have a lot of like Uncle Tony's and Uncle Ricky's. Like more Uncle Tony's and more Uncle Ricky's than you've ever heard of. You can't get straight. You're like, oh, I met you. No, that was Ricky Jr. and Ricky Sr. And that was, you know, it just goes on and on. And so I'm just sitting there eating and eating and going all over the place and excited. And man, I felt my stomach start to growl and grumble. And it wasn't like, I don't know if what the food I ate, too much Italian food or Polish sausage, I don't know. And I, I wanted to use the bathroom, but I went and their hallway bathroom had a pocket door. How many of you have pocket doors? Get rid of them. Put on a real door in your bathroom because that thing's got like three quarters of an inch gap. You can't use the restroom when you're trying to impress people and go all in. And so I went downstairs, you know, and I got my buddy, Michael Moser, that was with me. He was dating my sister-in-law at the time. And I said, kind of stand guard because they're not supposed to be down here. So I went down to use the restroom and I get done and you're saying, are you really saying this story right now? And and I said, yeah. And and I, and I flushed the toilet and it made a weird noise. So I, I flushed again and it wasn't working. And I I'm not going to lie to you, I panicked. And so I, I did what you shouldn't do, but you do anyhow, right? You go, start flushing more. It makes it worse. Everything comes up. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm panicking. I run out and I go, Michael, I, I, I need something to declog the toilet. He's like, what's going on in there? And I'm like, I don't know. And I see like my savior on the uh, countertop. There's like bounty paper towels. And I, I grab them and I rip open the package and I begin to like create mittens on my hands. And I'm creating mittens. He's like, and he's looking, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going all in. Where are you going all in? to the toilet because it's clogged. And he's like, you're kidding me. And I'm like, you've seen the commercial of Bounty, right? The kid knocks over 74 gallons of red juice. The mom pulls out one little piece of the Bounty paper towel and soaks everything up. I'm like, it's got to, if it can do that, it's got to work wonders for me, you know? And so here I am and I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I go all in and I pull everything all out and I run out. I'm like, Michael. And he's like, don't, have, don't look for me for help, you know? And I, and I, I, I hit over and I, I see the, the garbage can that comes out and I, I throw it in there and I push it back in and it goes, eh, it was like a trash compactor. What? 15 yard penalty, too much personal information. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know it. My wife gets on me for this one too. There's not water all over the floor. So I grab what I think is a big blue towel hanging up and I, I get on the floor and I begin to just cleaning it up, and I realized this towel has like a strap on it, and it's got two pockets, and I, it's not a towel. It's one of her Uncle Ricky or Uncle Tony's robes or something, and I, I'm like, no! <laughs> so I, I run up, and I tell her, I'm like, hey, this just happened, and she's like, what? You did what? And I said, I did it for you, and she's thinking, don't do anything for me anymore, you know? But I was all in. I'm telling you, Paul's saying there's a greater way to go on with God. When you go all in with God, the sky's the limit. See, we had a commitment to one another that we're going to go all in in this life. And sometimes it's a mess and sometimes it's not perfect. It's difficult, but her and I, we lock arms. We say we're going all in with you, Jesus, because we know on each other's strength, we're a mess. I mean, you just heard my story, right? All in with Jesus. Everything's possible. It's so crazy to stop and think about the people that are going all in with their school partnerships right? And, and, and great things are happening. People that are going all in in student ministry, people that are right now going all in, they're in Africa. Do you know that we have a, we sent a whole team to Africa. They're there right now. Yes, come on, man. That's incredible. <laughs> Halfway across the world, they're going all in. Paul says, whatever you do, work at it with what? All of your heart. Great teams are made out of trust. Everybody matters on a great team. And the attitude we have to have is one that's all in. 
end of the third quarter. <laughs>
And Paul has some thoughts about this too. He says this. He says, I have become all things to all people so that by all means I might save some. I do all this for the sake, listen, of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. Paul's saying, I'm on a mission and it's about people. See, our mission statement around here is not something we just crafted uh, out of thin air or came up with on some good ideas or rhetoric or stuff we talked about. We looked to Scripture and we said, what at the heart of God matters most? And we discovered it was people. Our mission statement, how many of you know it, right? You want to say it together with me? It's to see who? Everyone transformed and mobilized by Jesus. We're convinced that this is the greatest thing we could give our life to. We really are. We're saying five years from now, we'd rather you talk about the person that God created an intersection with you in your life and that you impacted and their life changed forever. We'd rather it be about a story of a marriage that was on the out, but God brought it back on the in and made reconciliation. I'd rather it be a story five or six years from now from any of these incredible students about why they're going to what college or why they're choosing what career that God's inspired it and he's created a fire in their soul about it. That's what matters, don't you think? And so Paul's saying, this mission matters. We got a text, and I wanted to read it to you. It's from Patrick Holden, who's up at our uh, Traverse City campus. Where they're getting dumped on by snow right now. He sent us a text, like, don't send me your sob stories of snow, because it looked like just a hurricane of snow over there. And it said this. He says, we had a guy who started coming several months back, 28 years old, overcoming alcoholism and really wrestling with faith for months. He's been in a small group, serving on the coffee team, and we've been praying for him for quite a while. We talked with him last week about salvation and what it meant to follow Jesus. He was talking about the mission that people would be introduced to Jesus Christ to know that they're loved and cared about. And after the message today during our last song, he leans over to one of the guys, so excited, in the middle of the song, and he says this, Man, I effing just gave all my ass to Jesus. <laughs> I say, you kidding? Did you make this up? No. Aren't you glad that you're part of a place that's a safe place that people can come and say that? Because that's where life will bring you, by the way. Life will bring you to the point where you're ready to give up and throw the towel in and quit where you feel like you can't trust anybody and that everybody in your life has let you down and your attitude's not all in, it's all out. And the mission you feel like has failed you. And I'm telling you, there's a fire inside of the Apostle Paul and he's saying, hey, the mission matters because it's about people. People matter to God. Forget the programs. Give me the people. This is what Paul's saying. He's so excited. I think about Patrick sent that text. That's amazing. I had the chance to do a funeral just a couple days ago on Wednesday. And the funeral home was packed out. Coates Funeral Home off Sashabal. And it was for a gentleman. He was only 52. And heart issues. And his father got up to speak. And it's a hard day when a father has to bury a son. And I looked out and I saw his two kids, this gentleman that had passed, Jason and Lauren. And they were incredible. They were crying. And I walked over to Jason and I told him, I said, just so you know, I said, God really does have hope for you. I know that sounds like garbage on a day like today. And who am I to even pretend to try to mend together the way your heart feels right now? But I said, I really, with all my heart, mean that. And I'm going to try to reach out to him, connect with him. Why? Because our mission matters goes even further than that too. I stop and think about how much our mission matters. I look down to our students and how incredible they are. In fact, is, is Jake Spicer in here right now? Do we have Jake? Are, are you where? Jake, will you stand up real quick? Jake Spicer is one of our high school young men. 
He's incredible. He, uh, he runs a Bible study, and it's incredible. This guy's like a phenomenal Bible teacher, and he's leading people through Scripture, and he's reaching out, I'm telling you, right now to the next generation, and he's killing it because he's discovered the mission matters in a huge way. I stop and think, is, is Nicole Wiley in here still? Nicole, are you in here? She might not be in here, right? No, maybe not right now, but she was in here first service. She's, she's one of her single moms, and she's just killing it in K-Kids, and she's giving her life to Jesus, and things are transforming and changing like crazy because the mission matters to God so much. I stop and think about what mission have you dedicated your life to that matters so much? Because the greatest investment that lives beyond us is people. It's not stuff. It's not wealth. It's not accumulations. It's not homes. It's not real. It's none of that stuff. Paul says, it's, I do all things for all men by any chance possible that somebody might know the gospel, that Jesus came to give us freedom and love and grace and mercy. It's about the mission. End of the fourth quarter. <laughs> the mission matters. The mission matters. Let me read you this as we get ready to step into worship and respond end of our day. Have you had fun today, by the way? Isn't this fun? I think so, too. It's good to have fun. Medicine for the soul is laughter, the Bible says. So will you stand with me just for a moment? I want to share these lyrics of the song that we're about to respond to. It's called Make Us One. One with the Father. One with the Spirit. One with the Son of God. One with our sister. One with our brother. One family by the blood. Make us one. Make us one. Your will be done. Make us one. You know, so beautiful is that Jesus desires unity in this place. He's saying, what if together as a team we trusted each other? That when we saw everybody as they walked through this place, that we saw them through the eyes of Jesus. That everybody matters. You matter, sir. You matter. You matter. We matter to God and we matter to one another. That our attitude was to be reminded that you're on a winning team that the best is yet to come, that God has incredible plans in store for each one of us and for our community, and who knows one day. Can you imagine as this ripples through Clarkston and then Waterford and then White Lake and then Davisburg and Holly and who knows, maybe Southeast Michigan and who knows, maybe the tri-state area and who knows, maybe even beyond that national, who knows. Don't you want to dream that way? Make us one. Jesus, we ask you, make us one of spirit in this place. God, that we could, in a divine way, be part of the greatest team ever established, a team that is about people, about starting a kingdom that has no end. Its components are of love and of grace and of forgiveness and of mercy, of value in the seas, people. Jesus, move in our hearts. Let us be a community that is for others. Let us love people because you first loved us. Make us one, Jesus, in your name.
closest One with our brother One family by the blood So make us one Make us one You will be done Make us us together, now and forever, Jesus be glorified, so make us one, make us one, your will be done, make us one, oh make us one.
I feel like God is at work 
building a great team here, don't you? I really do. I mean that. We're thankful for each one of you. And if you're a guest, thank you for being here. Listen, the next three weeks, it's just a phase and you don't want to miss it. So pay attention and show up the next three weeks, okay? We love you. Have a great day. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And uh, thanks for being with us. Take care. Ha, 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 ha.